and bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco on our April 20th show. All right. So, uh, hey, um, first I want to say right away that I have a prize package to give away today. So uh, this is four tickets to the Chihuly Gardening Glass Exhibit down at the Space Needle. And uh, now listen, I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock today doing my thing. So I hope you don't have to win these tickets. You can go buy tickets down there and come to my talk at 2. And uh, the head gardener and I are going to lead you on a tour around the the spectacular uh exhibits of uh, Chihuly glass with beautiful plantings all around them. And then I'm going to give a talk after that where I'm going to give away some really cool things, answer some of your garden questions, show you some cool plants. But to win, you have to solve one of my tough garden stumper questions. Now, I can't get the tickets to you in time for you to come see me today. But I do have a four-pack of tickets to give away, and even though I won't be there for that one, you can have a wonderful time seeing the exhibit at 2 o'clock. The head gardener will lead you for a tour. So uh, some lucky person's going to win four tickets to the Chihuly Gardening Class exhibit. Uh, and so here's the thing. You have to solve my tough, tough Cisco Garden Stumper question. I got a tough one for you. So uh, if if you want to try and win it, call one 973 cairo one 973 And the first person calls in and says they want to win it, you have to ask me a garden question and then... I'm going to see if I can stump you, and if not, you will win over $100 value for tickets to the Chihuly uh, Garden and Glass exhibit. There's eight galleries down there. It's just spectacular. So uh, you'll see not only the beautiful garden, but see a lot of his great work. So, okay, so we'll see if we uh, get some calls for that right away. And, uh, hey, before I have a great guest, but before I introduce him, I just want to say a couple of things. All you people that came to this Pialop, the Pialop Spring Fair to, to hear my talk, it was standing room only. I always love that. <laughs> uh, and I want to say a big thanks to the uh, Dahlia and Rose, uh, Rose and Fruit Society people that gave me great gifts to give away, too. And it's really funny because the young person that won the T-shirt, well, let me put it this way. She won a a small Gardening with Cisco T-shirt, and she'll be wearing those as pajamas. I think it'll be covering her feet for the next five years. But (laughs) she looked—I didn't see her in it, but she'll look great in it. I'm sure of that. And all you people I saw at the BBG uh, Steve Aitken talk— He's the the editor for Fine Gardening. He gave a great talk on design. But uh, I don't know. I'll be seeing bridesmaids. (laughs) He showed so many pictures of bridesmaids in that talk. It cracked me up. All right. So, uh, okay. So we'll see who wins that prize package. Just a couple other things I want to let you know. On uh, 423, that's Tuesday, 
I will be at the Everett Community College at noon at the Great Wolf Hall. And I'll be answering your garden questions, giving away some really cool plants, a Gardening with Cisco 1, Gardening with Cisco t-shirt. I go there every year. That's a lot of fun. So I hope lots of you come. And uh, they have a nice plant sale there, too. And then Friday, 426, don't forget that the whole big uh, King County Master Gardener plant sale. And there are a million plants. That is a great plant sale including uh, my great friend Marsha Dillon's tomatoes. Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock and goes to 8, you could shop. And then Friday, it goes, uh, that's Friday. And then uh, the Saturday, it goes from 9 to 4. And that's all over at the Center for Urban Horticulture. But I hope lots of you come to the Happy Hour Celebration Fundraiser where I'll be giving a talk and a few other famous gardeners will be giving a talk. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, all right. And I'm just seeing if there's anywhere else I got. I'll tell you about some things that are going on when I get a chance. Okay. But uh, right now I want to introduce my guest. Uh, It's Don Evans. He's the executive administrator of Washington's 811 program. That's the call before you dig program. So, hey, Don, how are you doing? I am doing great, Cisco. How about you? Sounds like you're really busy. Oh, man, I am just running everywhere, but I'm having a blast. The only thing that's bugging me is I'm not getting much time to work on my own garden right now, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to spend all day working in that garden. And fortunately... Nice. And fortunately, I'm not digging too deep, so I don't have to worry about calling 811. But, uh, you know, uh, this is uh, April is National Safe Digging Month, huh? That's correct. That's absolutely right. And you're right about not digging too deep. Um, We're not worried about people going out and planting their spring gardens. In fact, the law says if you're digging 12 inches or less, and you're doing the work yourself on your own property where you live or rent or reside in any way, you don't have to call us. We're just worried about those large DIY projects where you're putting in a fence or a deck or a mailbox or a security light or, you know, something yeah. that you're going deeper than 12 inches. Don't dig in the blind. That's all we're saying. Call 811 first. It's free. Why wouldn't you do that, right? Yeah. And what you just got to call two days in advance, right? Yeah. Two days in advance. Uh, Remember, in Washington, the law says the first day of a two-day notice doesn't count. It's two days is defined as two full business days. Yeah, and you know, you can't call in on a Friday, go get your equipment Saturday, and start digging Sunday because weekends aren't business days. Gotcha. Got to plan this out a little bit to be safe. But and so the locators come out. They're they're nice people. I've talked to them a lot because we we had to call. 811. So often when I was a director for uh, Seattle U Grounds Care, and you know, Mm -hmm. they're nice people. They come out, they enjoy their job. And the main thing is you're safe. They mark where all the underground uh, pipes and wires are. You don't have to worry about knocking out the electricity for the whole neighborhood, you know? (laughs) Oh, that would be so horrible. Electricity or that very valuable 
telephone or cable TV. I do want to stress one thing, Cisco. Uh-huh. Let's remind people that the locators will only come out and mark the lines owned by the utility companies. Uh-huh. And that's usually from uh, the street where the product is supplied up to the house where it connects to the meter or to the connection box. They're not marking stuff in the backyard that belongs to you. You know, that line you ran to get that extra light in the shop, Uh that's yours. Or that line you ran to to power the barbecue, the gas barbecue, that one's your line. They're not marking that stuff. So you better know where those are. Up to where they connect. Okay, that's so important to know. You have to hire a, a private person for that, but you should know where it all is. But we're only covering the stuff owned by the utilities. So I, now I read the other day that um, it's getting better. People are calling more often. There's less. Uh, we're not having as many disasters by someone digging into a gas line as they used to. Is that true? That's true. In 2018, damages to buried lines caused by digging went down. And uh, I'm personally giving you credit for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'll take credit there. anywhere I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it goes up, I'm going to blame you. So that's how it works, right? Hey, I do have one question. What if you hire somebody, have them come in? Uh, are they responsible for calling or do you need to call? They're responsible. And I want to stress that to your listeners. If you hire an outside professional company to do your landscaping or a handyman or something like that, uh, they don't get that 12-inch exemption like you do because it's not their property. They don't live there. Uh They have to call 811 no matter what. So uh, stress that to them. They need to make that call themselves. It's free. They can even do it online if they want to and never talk to a human. They can do it online 24-7. And we have a link right on the front page of Cisco.com to Washington's 811 program so you can see how you can do it online if you want, where you can give them a call. It's Perfect. easy. Dial 811. So, Thank you for that. Hey, you bet. Well, listen, I have to run, Don, but I really appreciate your coming on. You know, if people just, just remember to have their, uh, have their lines checked. Before they do a big project or make, you know, if a company comes in, they got to do it. Then they're going to save themselves a lot of headaches, get the job done safe. And uh, you can feel comfortable. You don't have to worry when uh, people are out there working in front of your house. Exactly. You stated that perfectly. And thank you very much for having me come on again. Uh, Anytime you invite me, I'll be there. All right, Don, you're the best, man. Executive Administrator of Washington's 811 program. All right, Don, you take care. Bye-bye. You too, Cisco. Bye-bye. Okay, hey, listen, we come back. Sandra, you're going to get your chance to win four tickets to Chihuly Gardening Glass. you got to ask your question first, and I'm going to see if I can stump you. We'll be right back on Gardening with Cisco, 97.3 Cairo FM. Uh, you betcha. All right. We've got Sandra on the line with a chance to win four tickets to Chihuly Garden and Glass. So, uh, 
Hey, Sandra, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Great. Well, you're going to love this ex- exhibition as long as you win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I agree. You get to ask your question first. Okay. I just shifted into a small space uh, living situation where I can only have like a, a pot that can go with me as I move around. Uh-huh. And I would like to grow some uh, of my own greens and other vegetables in a small, in a pot that goes with me. But I wanted to know what's your recommendation for a good organic soil if it's things I'm going to eat? Well, I think as long as you uh, get one of the good uh Potting soils. Now, a lot of them say organic right on them. So I can't really, I don't even know which one I like the best. I use a number of them. But uh, I would go to your favorite nursery. And I, I, this is what I do a lot. I go, what's your favorite potting soil? Because they pot up, like if it's like Swanson's or, you know, Malbec's or any of those great nurseries. What they do is they pot up a bunch of pots so you could see some cool designs when you visit the nursery. You know they're oh. using the best potting soil they got. Yeah. and okay. you It's really fun, and you get to look at those beautiful pots they put together while you're there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, nice. Uh, and I've grown about 8 billion uh, vegetables in pots because, you know, I only have uh, – a city of Seattle lot, and I have to. My wife is a great gardener, so we had to divide the garden right down the middle. She gets her side, and I get mine. <laughs> so, you know, we only have a small vegetable garden. It's about uh, sixteen by eight feet, and we can't really share that because you know there's a better spot, there's a sunnier spot for tomatoes, this for that. So it, when it's her year to do the veggie garden, I do a lot of veggies in pots. And some of my favorite are the greens because they're easy to grow. They do great. You can cram the pot full and just keep picking right. off leaves. So, yeah, you'll have a great time. But ask ask at your favorite nursery. You'll get the potting soil you need. Thank you. All right. Are you ready for a tough uh, question? I hope so. My green film extends to taking pictures and smelling them. <laughs> well, do you remember Ewell Gibbons? Yes. Okay, yeah. He was that famous author and a wild food expert, and uh, he did a lot of wild food cookbooks and everything. He was kind uh-huh. of a philosopher, too. He had a 10-year-old girl that came and tried everything he cooked. So he cooked a skunk cabbage casserole for that little girl. Which of these three things is what happened when she took a bite of the skunk uh, cabbage casserole? Was it that she loved it so much she had three helpings? Did she start crying after she had one bite or did she get up? Walk out and never come back again. I'll bet you she had three helpings. Well, uh, one more try. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Let's say number two. 
One more try. Okay, she left. Good, come back. That was a great comeback right there. Yes. Oh, boy. Yep. She she had eaten everything he cooked. She took one bite of skunk cabbage casserole, just didn't say a word, got up, walked out the door, and never came back to try one more thing he ever cooked. So I don't think skunk cabbage casserole tastes very good, just as a guess. Uh, well, hey, oh hey, listen, you do good, Sandra. That was, a, oh. you know, a good comeback is as important as getting it on the first try, you know. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Sandra, whatever you do, don't hang up now, okay? Okay. All right, and uh, Brian's going to get all your vital statistics so that we can make sure you get these tickets. I'm so sorry you can't come today to... To oh, see yeah. me do my thing, but I guarantee you are going to have a total blast. Uh, you're going to get a great tour, and you are just going to love the livid tweedle out of that uh, beautiful display down there. Well, thank you so much, and I've been a fan of yours for years, so it's so nice to talk to you. Oh, thanks so much, and thanks for calling in, trying for the tickets. So we're putting you on hold, and thanks again, okay. Sandra. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, all right, we're going to take a break here, and uh, when we come back, I'll start taking your calls. So if you want to ask a question, this is a time to do it. I'm flying solo from here on one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. Right back on ninety seven three Cairo FM. Welcome back. All right. Hey, I just want to let you know there's some uh, pretty exciting things going on right now. Next Saturday, April 27th from 10 to 4, there's a big native plant sale. And also it's an environmental fair. So that's at Mercerdale Park, 77th Avenue, 32nd Street on Mercer Island. So if you, you know, if you're into native plants, you'll be able to get some of the really cool ones at this. There's also a great fuchsia sale coming up. It's at the Renew uh, Covenant Church, 2721 164th in Linwood. That's Saturday, next Saturday from 9 to 4. So that's over in Linwood at the Renew Covenant Church. The fuchsia society's there. You can get some really rare fuchsias, hardy ones that... I just, I can't get enough of them. I love those plants because the hummingbirds love them. So wanted to let you know about those two things going on. Now we're going to Kim over in Milton. Kim, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Cisco. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thanks for calling. Thank you for having me. Um, I bought my dad a Mason Bee House for Christmas. Okay. And he's got the house. It's all set up and ready to go. And I'm just wondering if it's too cold to buy the bees yet. I know you can mail order the bees. Actually. And is it still too cold? No. And it may be kind of hard to find the bees right now because uh, usually they sell them during 
when they're totally dormant during the winter. So you you could try mail order. Otherwise, call some of your local nurseries and see if they have any of the bee boxes left, the starter boxes. But I think... Okay, do you know what... I know, like, Sky has had them before. I think Malbacs carries them sometimes. But also, um, yeah, go on the web and just say buy buy mason bees, buy orchard mason bees. And I think you can get them. Yeah, you want those out on the south side of the house right now because uh, the fruit trees are starting to bloom. And uh, the minute they start to bloom, you want those bees out flying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it, boy, okay, I'll tell I'll you. Check though. on the website. Yeah, and most, you know, there's there's different ways you could do it, but most people are buying them in those tubes. The problem is, then in the winter, you got to open the tubes up and clean the the little cocoons off. Usually, you put them in some bleach just to kill anything bad on them, dry them out, and then uh, you know put them in something so you can release them again the next year. That's the best way to go. Probably buy them in the tubes. Okay, that For, sounds good. Thank you. All right. Good luck with that. I I hope uh, you can find them, and I hope you get lots of great fruit. Me too. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. All right. So we got all open lines. If you got a garden question you want answered, uh, you'll get right through. You won't have to wait at all. Fortunately, I got an email, and it's from Deenan, and uh, she said her rhododendron, the leaves on a rhododendron, are turning a really uh, ugly yellow right now, and um, she's wondering what could be causing that. Now, most of the larger leaf rhododendrons don't want to go in full sun. So if you put uh, larger leaf rhododendrons in full sun, they will turn the leaves will turn an ugly yellow. But I don't think this is what's going on on your plant, Deneen, because uh, in your email you told me it used to be green as could be. It's just over the last couple of years that the problem is starting to show up. I suspect you have one of two problems. You either have powdery mildew on your rhododendron or you have uh, uh, rhododendron lace bug. And it's pretty easy to tell which you got. If you turn some leaves that look really bad over, you're either going to see what looks like powdery mildew. And you can sniff the leaf and you smell a mildew smell. That's a good sign. You've got powdery mildew on your rhododendron. I'll tell you how to deal with that in a minute. The other problem you might have, which is really a lot worse in my opinion, is rhododendron lace bug. So when you turn that leaf over, what you're going to see are tarry spots, little tarry spots on the bottom of the leaf. And then if you look with a magnifying glass, I think you'll see little bugs with lacy wings. They hold them flat over their back. They're real little. They're hard to see. And those are the lace bugs. And they lay lots of eggs, and their little nymphs just suck the juice out of their leaf, and so do the adults. 
The problem is with those, you could kill those. The same thing's going to treat both problems, okay? So if you've got the powdery mildew and there's no tar spots, then what you could do is you could spray with neem oil, and neem oil uh, comes from a tree from India, and they they squeeze the fruit, get the oil out of it, and that uh, vegetable oil is what it really is, is really good at stopping uh, powdery mildew. But you have to spray it when the new leaves, you can't do anything about the old leaves. You're never going to cure them. They're going to fall off. you got to spray when the new leaves are half out and then again when they're all the way out. And if you do that, that'll get rid of the powdery mildew. But to get rid of lace bug, you're going to have to spray at least every month with that neem oil and get under every leaf so you can suffocate those bugs. They used to be the lace bug we had only had one uh, generation a year. There's a new one now that has like four or five generations in one summer. You're going to have to spray at least every month to get rid of those buggers. And then I'm not sure you'll even win then, but it's worth a try. All right, we got lots of callers. I'll try and get both of you on the in the last little section of the show. So we'll be right back. 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, let's go to Clearview and talk to Marion. Hi, Marion. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, fantastic as can be. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, I just wanted to um, tell you, for that lady that was looking for mason bees, oh, yeah? that um, McClendon's has an ad for them oh, that great. goes through tomorrow. Oh, great. And, yeah, so she might want to call around because they could be out, you know, sold out. Yeah, but and that's so all- nice to learn. Yeah, yeah, let's buy them locally and support our nurseries. Yeah, I'm with you. And I noticed on the ad, because I was looking for my neighbor, that they have, they sell uh, Crown brand Mason Bees, and Crown actually has their um, office in Woodenville. That's right. I I think I've had the the head of that company on this show before, Mm. David, so... So that would be another place for her to check too. You know, okay. if McClendon yeah, doesn't crown, have any. Crown bees. That is a really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Marion, you're the yeah. best. That was so nice of you to call and <laughs> let us know that. Well, you know, gardeners like to share. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won the Brussels Sprouted a Week Award for that one. All right. All right. Well, thanks also for for sharing all your knowledge with us. Thanks, Marion. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And Peggy, you'll be our last caller on the show today from Maple Valley. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Cisco. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. You bet. I was cleaning around my forsythia bush, and I saw that I have two pretty good size, uh, probably 18 inches tall, uh, trees coming up. Oh, uh, oh so, so probably what happened was they uh, 
probably a branch hit the ground and rooted. Right. And so now they're just, they look real healthy. I need to dig them out, and I I could wait till summer's over, but could I do it now? I would try it. I think it'll work. So you have to make sure you cut off the branch that hit the ground, and then... Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I do it right away because the ground's nice and wet. And dig mm-hmm. dig a good bunch of roots and plant that baby right away. Just pull it out of the ground carefully and plant it wherever you're going to put it at the exact same depth that it was well, at put, when you dig it out. Could I put them in pots? This, um, these this plant that I got it from is from four generations. Wow. Uh, wow. From my my husband's grandparents in Wallingford. So I I want to give them to my husband's cousins. Oh, neat. And I was just wondering if I could put them in pots if, well, and, and if well, that would be okay. Well, you know, hearing this about this for Cynthia, I'm wondering maybe you might want to wait till winter. It's a little risky to do it this time of year. I think you'd be able to do it successfully with almost no problem. But these, now that I'm hearing about the heritage of this plant, (laughs) if you want to play it super safe, you can wait till fall when the leaves fall off. Then it'll be the easiest thing you ever did. You could pot them up, give them to them. But if you're brave and you know, you can. What you can do is layer some more plants by just burying a little of them under the ground, and by next year you'd have new ones to give away anyway. But if you want to take a chance, you could do it now. I'm ninety nine percent sure they'll survive, but uh, okay. you know, there's always that little chance when you do something in spring when it's already leafed out where there's a little mm-hmm. risk, and you will have to watch the watering careful. But, yeah, you could pot those up. That would be no problem. Put them in a fairly good-sized pot because uh, uh, these plants, for Scythia, they root fast, and it'll they'll be nice and root-bound just the way you want them when you give them away in the fall. Okay, so they can they keep them till spring in a pot, or should they plant them when I give them to them? Well, I think I'd plant them in fall because forsythia are so hardy, it's unbelievable. So as long as they they should be well-rooted in the pot, and so they should be able to Uh dig those out, plant them at the exact same depth they were in the pot again, and I think Uh they'll have no problem. And then they'll they'll root really well. They might even bloom in the spring for all you know. Oh, great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate your taking my call. All right. So as long as this succeeds, call me and let me know. If they die, don't call. I don't want everybody to know I murdered your plant. (laughs) 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 All right, Peggy. Hey, good luck with that. Thank you for your call. It was a great question. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You bet. All right, so uh, just a couple of seconds left in the show, so I don't want to take another call. Hey, I I, uh, read somewhere that uh, spinosad, this is a fungus that you can buy and you spray on your plants and it kills bugs. 
I've heard you could spray it on tomatoes, uh, pardon me, on apples to prevent apple maggot and codling moth from getting into the apples. The problem is you have to time it perfect. So my guess is that you could try it. You could try spraying your, even if you put those, uh, those pantyhose footies around your apples in the spring, even if you do that, it might be worth spraying some spinosad on that. You could buy it at like all the good nurseries. I'm going to maybe try that this year myself. So I'm going to do it every two weeks starting in the 1st of May. So uh, we'll see if that works. It's a good experiment anyway to try. All right. Now, listen, I hope lots of you come today to Chahuli Garden and Glass down at the Space uh, Needle. You don't have to have tickets. You can go down and buy them down there. I got a feeling that there's going to be quite a crowd down there. But I would love to see you down there, and we're going to do a really fun tour. And then uh, when I give my little talk, I'm going to be giving away really cool plants. And, of course, you have to answer my uh, tough stumper questions. And uh, they said they're going to have some neat things from the Space Needle to give away, too. So that sounds pretty fun. And I'm going to give away one Gardening with Cisco t-shirt to some lucky person. And I'm going to give away one of my books. So uh, so I'm quite excited about this. This is going to be a really fun event. And wait, you see how beautiful it is down there. Oh, la, la. It's quite incredible. So the only hard part is people just going to tizzies of nervous anxiety when they see how hard my uh, garden questions are. Also, looking forward to seeing you guys at noon at the Everett Community College this week. And uh, we'll celebrate Earth Week together. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for all your questions. Brian, thanks for making this show so great. (laughs) You do such a good job. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. 